What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Money Miles J, because when money talks, people listen. And for this episode, I do want to give a fair spoiler warning. So right now, I'm letting everybody know that if you are interested in this episode, then go ahead and proceed. But if you have not seen Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man No Way Home, I suggest that you do go watch those movies, whether it be in theaters or by the time you listen to this, probably on digital or Blu-ray to... Or Fire Stick. Or... I want want to be able to... I I want to be able to keep things legal around here. I want to keep things legal around these parts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, so, like those brownies. So <laughs> you know, I, you know, I can't eat chocolate. No, sorry, those blondies. I nobody makes blondies for me. A lemon. Oh, I'm sorry, the lemon bars. Now you can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, if you guys haven't seen the movies, and I do not condone. Um, using a fire stick to watch the movie. If you have a jailbroken fire stick, man, they can't see you wink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I do not recommend such illegal activities. Yeah. No. That's, no, 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 no. We don't do that around here. No, no. Like yeah. we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. You know. Um, but in the meantime, for those who are, uh, we are going to be giving a full breakdown, my own personal opinions, our own personal opinions, and some things that I picked up about themes and character development within the movie. So get ready. We're about to start with a new episode, and it's coming up right now. Yeah. One, two, three, four. So, as we said before, fair warning, spoiler alerts ahead. It's even on the poster of this. So, Mandy, hmm? first off, we got it. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah. How you been? How's everything? Oh, I'm hanging in here. You know, school's going well. Work is work. <laughs> work is work. Yeah, I haven't got fired yet, so right. that's that's a good thing. All right. Well, I <laughs> hope you continue on working on that. I- yeah, <laughs> I'll try, but the customers don't help. <laughs> oh no! Well, they actually do help. They're helping get you and trying to get you fired. Yeah, I don't like that song. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No no! <laughs> oh lord! Um, well, I'm glad to have you back. Thank you. Um, you have seen Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh yes. Now, what was your take on the movie? First off. Now what I could see why some people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I mean it was a pretty good movie. It was really decent. I'm not gonna lie, Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man kind of dig out my nerves at some points. <laughs> but I you know, but he kinda I really felt for him at the end and stuff. I was kinda happy to see Andrew Garfield because me personally, he's my favorite Spider-Man. And I mean he's so animated, 
but it was kind of cool to actually see all three of them up there and have the whole multiverse theories real and you know like like what his character says string theory multiverse theory and i was like oh, it's real <laughs> um, if yeah. only we could time travel right um me personally i actually did i really did enjoy it. i've been a huge spider-man fan since i was a little kid i mean as much as i am about about power rangers and um you're welcome for that yeah um because we were both we were both x-men fans yeah we were both x-men fans and you had a you had a spider-man comic book mm -hmm. that you had brought to me i think it was just one and then after that when spider-man the cartoon came out i was hooked mm -hmm. yeah because um i got into comics you know because you know part of the reason i read i read a lot was like our grandparents and our grandfather he used to have comics and um you know used to have like the archie comics and dick tracy and stuff and i was really into x-men from a classmate in the amalgam and the spawn and stuff and I, I just got hooked on Iron Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Spider-Man. And and I showed you Spider-Man. You got into that. And it felt kind of weird because once you, I got, you kind of got into Spider-Man, I kind of just fade back from it a bit because I allowed that to be your thing instead of just our thing. I know it sounds a little weird, but I kind of felt like it was my kind of thing. You kind of invaded on it. But I was kind of happy you liked it. But I kind of stick with, you know, the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Iron Man. And I'm kind of like... <laughs> I, really... To me, I felt like it was like... Um, sorry to interrupt. You okay? Yeah. Um, Spider-Man was my thing. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four and Iron Man were 100% here. Yeah. I was not... I was into Iron Man because of the cartoon, but I wasn't into yeah. Iron Man as much. I didn't know much about him. Same thing with Fantastic Four. And you always used to compare me to the Human Torch. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, I did enjoy I did enjoy them, but I wasn't into them as much as Spider Man. Um, but X Men was both of us. Yeah, especially when the cartoon came, when the nineteen ninety two version came out, and I think dun, 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 dun. yes. And you know what? Fun fact, and I know we're not even talking about Spider Man just yet, but fun fact, mm -hmm. we have to think. This is why this is why I love Power Rangers. Um, Haim Saban, we have to thank him. Mm -hmm. He was the one that brought us Power Rangers and X-Men animated series. Believe it or not, that was actually brought through because of that. Mm -hmm. The success of um the success of those two shows was what helped open the door for so many different things. Mm -hmm. All these um car cartoons, animated series and things like that. That's how we got these things because oh. of because of Saban Entertainment. But I mean, they had, you know, Kitty Pryde and X-Men in the 80s, and they had, like, Amazing Spider-Man and his friends, too. But I guess it wasn't done like that way. No, they no, um, they, they did have, yeah, of course, they did have uh -huh. them. But I'm talking about the influx of animation that we had. Because oh. they did because they did try to have Kitty Pryde and X-Men, where they had an Australian Wolverine. And that didn't make it far. They actually had to pitch this over and over again. They had to redo certain things before they can get it out kind of interesting because the way you said when you were talking about it kind of made me think about the new version that came out like several years back but that was actually wolverine in the x-men i don't know why i thought kitty pride but it was kind of interesting because the way it was done but i said wolverine instead but it was kind of interesting to see that in x and you know spider-man's amazing friends but part of me thought that Spider-Man and X-Men came part of it because of the whole Saturday morning cartoon block of the Marvel Action Hour where you had Iron the Fantastic Four and Iron Man. You know, you kind of 
got the success off of that. So you kind of like bring up the other known heroes and stuff too. Yeah, but like um, it was um, it was all it was all through, but it was all through Saban Entertainment. Most of it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how we got all these crazy shows like Samurai Pizza Cats, The Art Troopers, Beetleborgs. Oh, yeah, I remember Beetleborgs. Yeah. Thank like you. all this, shoot, even some dub, dub shows, um, dub seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Like all that, like a lot of that. In fact, um, Ron Wasserman, who was who did the music for from Power Rangers, Power Rangers mm-hmm. he actually did, he actually was the composer for the X Men theme. Yeah. So you know what? It's kind of cool because back then in the 90s, you actually had a lot of big artists, artists, excuse me, artists used to do like theme songs for shows all the time. That's why the like 90s is kind of cool. Cause you know, you had like 702 do the cousin Skeeter theme, um, and vote for hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, come on, you got Joe Perry from Aerosmith doing the guitar intro the whole theme of the spider-man intro for 1992 spider-man spider-man radio and then and then he goes off like i was like that was so freaking dope all these cartoon shows that use these type of theme music they got you hyped yeah. And that's the whole that's the whole thing of Ron Wasserman. Mm-hmm. And they have what it's called, um, I think it was we call it the the Wasserman effect, mm-hmm. where it actually where his music actually does help um actually does help out in a fight scene. His like they play his music in a fight scene and it's just oh yeah, like it just enhances it. White tiger, white power. That white power. Hey, look. He was a white power ranger. No, no, no. That's not even the words. Really. Okay, okay. Because that, oh, trust me, they would have gotten in a lot of trouble. They would have got that song pulled if they said that. Um, you know, it was white ranger tiger power. Oh, something like that. I knew it was mm. something. Okay. Oh, man, they would have got they would have gotten off the air immediately if that played, or they would have muted it, or they would have. Yeah. yeah. But I know one thing. Tom, I mean, everybody says Tommy's the greatest ranger and all that crap. But I mean, yeah, he's a great ranger overall. But to me, he wasn't the best leader. And I thought it was kind of messed up when he became a white ranger. They put Jason to the side. Jason was a better leader. But that's Power Rangers, though. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into a whole, I'm going to get into a whole retrospect. Um, I had a plan to do that, but <clears> plans <throat> fell through. So many things came up, but that's still on back burner. So you guys, please be on the lookout for that. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here for Spider-Man. Now, Spider-Man No Way Home pretty much picks off exactly where the last one left off, mm-hmm. where it was revealed that Spider-Man was, in fact, Peter Parker. It cute home alone face. So, um, so then obviously he's he's trying to he's trying to deal with that. He does the charges get dropped. So it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our first cameo of Daredevil. Well, not Daredevil. Let me rephrase that. We actually get a cameo of Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. As and I thought it was so awesome because we all were saying like he should be his lawyer, mm-hmm. like like what happened in episode, like what happened in the episode of Spider Man, mm-hmm. and what happened in the comics. Exactly. Yeah, so, he was a well known lawyer. Yeah. Of 
the heroes. Uh, let, let's just say he's a really good lawyer. Yes. <laughs> That's how he does that. Exactly. Yeah, if, you, if you watch the movie, you'll get it. Yeah, let, let justice be served. And of course, justice is blind. Like a bat. Hmm. Maybe, he's, maybe he should have been called Batman. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Never mind. But um, anyway, um, with with all that being said, there's still, like I said, there's still the court of public opinion. People still are felt still feel like Mysterio was right, and I just didn't, I I didn't understand. But Mysterio's right about what he was an asshole, yeah. and he just had like he just threw a tantrum because he felt like his, you know, because Tony. When you work for a company like that, you know Tony's going to get the credit and the name and stuff. And, you know, everything you do was copyright and patent. It's under his company. Whatever you make, if you work for Stark Industries and you create something while you're at work, it's going to be under their patent, under the design for the company. Yeah, you may be one of the creators, but most of the credit, most of the glory and stuff is going to go to Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, we don't I mean, when um when the iPhone came out, we didn't thank all the people who who put it together. We all went after Steve Jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't. So I just didn't understand that. I just it was just the whole jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, bitter. Yeah, just being bitter, and his memories of it were completely different because when he was when it did a flashback, people were laughing and. I don't think anybody noticed this, but like in his flashback when when Tony Stark called it um called it Barf. Mm-hmm. And he was like, God, I gotta work on the acronym. Mm-hmm. Um and in his in the flashback in the movie, people were laughing. But when you watch the movie, nobody was laughing. It was completely silent. Mm-hmm. So he was he was remembering it differently. Yeah. So um one of one of the things that goes on is that they start to um because Happy and May are no longer together. Were they even actually together? Apparently, apparently it was just a fling, you know, like one night stand. Thing. Well, not not a one night stand, just like a you know, just like a pretty much like what happened with um with Ned and Betty Brand. Mm. Yeah, you, know, oh. you know, it was it was just a vacation fling, you know, just a relationship between them, mm. and then you know it just happened. Yeah, yeah, because he's seen a little kind of weird and possessive. He, he Happy was, was sprung. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so, so then they decide to move to into Happy's condominium because they need a safer place because people are going to be attacking him, obviously. And one of the things I like is the fact that with most Spider-Man movies, they hate taking him out of high school. Like the second that they take him out of high school, or um, they don't know what to do with him anymore. Um, he goes into college because, like, in the first Spider-Man movie, Tobey Maguire. He goes into co- he goes into college. Mm-hmm. Um, he graduates, goes into college, and then the bet I think the best way that he did it was in Spider Man Two, where he was working for working for other people. And in the third movie, they just didn't know what to do with him. They didn't. In fact, it was like they it was like he graduated off screen or something like that. They don't even mention school anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of it. While you don't really get to see him kind of grow up in a sense. I feel like in this one we see him in in high school, mm-hmm. and then we see him then we see him kind of grow up in this. He's trying to get into college, but none of them accept him because of him being Spider Man. And same thing with his friends. Mm-hmm. 
So he so he does what anybody would do. He goes to the local wizard. I mean, you would do that, wouldn't you, Mandy? Sure. Really? If I don't, if I knew someone who knew how to do magic, and their magic could help solve my problems, I would probably go for them for help too. <laughs> I mean, you know, after you know using up my resources of trying. Reso- resources of trying. Yeah. See. You see, that's, hint, hint. <laughs> see, and that's what goes on. He, he goes, he goes directly to Doctor Strange, and tries to get people to forget that he is Spider Man. But then he remembers, like, oh wait, what about what about my girlfriend? She needs to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, here about your girlfriend. Oh, and my oh my best friend Ned. All right, Ned. Oh, and MA because it because it was so awkward before and it took us a long time to get everything together and get everything straight. All right, that's it. And it's like, oh, happy? No, I'm not happy. I, I was <laughs> like, at, at some point, I was like, oh my gosh, shut. Stop talking. And like, when you come to him for the help, aka, you say you want everybody to forget. That means you want everybody to forget. Now, if you didn't want, okay, I can understand you want, you know, your best friend, your girlfriend certain people i also want to say hey look is there a way you could have have it so so that you know most of the people outside of my circle could forget you know other than the avengers like you and my family and friends who know my identity you know forget it because you know he's in this situation where it's messed up for him you know instead of just like oh and this and this and this and like why you keep changing it and adding to the stuff i mean it's like when you do an experiment you keep adding like oh i forgot to add the chloride oh i forgot to add sodium i forgot to add potassium and just mess up the whole thing yeah like yeah and then and then like look i he understand and like with that he understood you know he tried everything that he could with him doing that it ruined the spell and almost and almost just broke apart their um their universe Mm-hmm. So then he said he understood that he tried everything. He tried even tried to um, convince them, but it's okay. Wait, what do you mean try to convince them? You, you mean after they gave you the letter, you did try to go up to them and convince them and try to try to get them. You know, always mixed up. Try to convince them to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't know I could do that. I just got the letter, and so you wanted me to brainwash the entire world and you didn't even try to you didn't even try to convince them otherwise first you know when you put it that way get out i would have slapped the shit out of him oh Oh, yeah that's cool hey yeah say whatever that's how i felt i was like the wait okay then when you can interrupt it i was like keep in mind this show is not pg so if you feel like you got a cuss then by all means Okay. I yeah. try to I try to keep it PG, but but you know it ain't gonna happen. I'm not gonna okay. Mandy, mm-hmm. let's just keep it PG. You know what's good. Let's just don't get all rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. Who's rated X? <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway. Yeah, like for real. He did a lot of stuff where I was just like, oh my gosh, I wanna choke you. <laughs> That's like that's Wayne. Okay. No, I mean, no, no. does the string got a choke a bitch? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, we got to do that. One, do that one more time. Do that one more time. Like, 
Does Doctor Strange got a choker pitch? Does Doctor Strange got a choker spider? Like, oh, I gotta use that. I gotta use that as a sound bite. That's perfect. Like for real. Like he was so freaking annoying. I was like, uh. But but like that's part of how this Spider-Man, you know, he is, you know, he is awkward. He is a little annoying. That is Peter Parker. And (laughs) and this is this is the show. And believe it or not, this is the show of contrast sooner. Later. Yeah, and I guess so, this is how most people his age nowadays tend to act. Yeah, this is this is more of the awkward Spider-Man that we knew about. Mm-hmm. So he does go to um, try to convince the lady from MIT and try to convince her, but they get interrupted by a giant eight-foot monster called Doctor Octopus. Yes. Hello, Peter. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What have you done with my machine? Like, uh, I'm sorry. Do we know each other? I think you had the wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you had the wrong Spider-Man. Yeah. You think you think your fancy new suit's gonna stop me? <laughs> um. This open? But yeah. But yeah. It was so interesting seeing them fight. He ended up saving. He ended up saving the emissions lady. Mm-hmm. And while he was taking. And he took a part of his suit off of him. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, it really was saved by, by Bluetooth technology. Mm. New device found. Pairing. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, it does do that. Yeah. That was too funny. Exactly. It was um. kind of hilarious. Yeah, kind of ingenious at the same time. But if you think about it, how much Bluetooth and technology changed since when Spider-Man 2 came out in, like, what, 2002? 2004. 2004, mm-hmm. and here it is 2022. Well, I guess that came out in 2021, but still, how much you know the technology and things advanced? I mean, Bluetooth was out back then, but it's gotten a whole lot better and stronger. Yeah, but no, it's just that um, his nanotech is put together by, by Bluetooth. Yeah, <laughs> and and now his um, so then he was so then he restrained him. That strange, um, teleports him because he saw it as. Because um he saw this weird green elf <laughs> um on the bridge, and so he um gives him this gauntlet to help um try and find and locate these multiverse men. Recruits the help. He recruits the help from his friends, and and like we get our story. So he goes. Mm-hmm. So he goes by. Meets Electro. He meets um Flint Marco. Sandman, Mister Sandman. Now the cool thing is about this Electro was started off blue, but you see bits of yellow when he's forming his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while he cuts off the while he's fighting him, he ends up cutting off the power off of him. Mm-hmm. But he's in a different universe. The the electricity mm-hmm. that he uses instead of being blue is yellow, mm-hmm. and he ends up getting his body back, and he looks a lot different. Like instead of him having a comb over and bad teeth and and glasses, mm-hmm. you know he's he looks a lot like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he looks a lot like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they tried their best to make him look ugly as sin and like mm-hmm. untouchable. And like God, he was being with the ugly stick. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry that scene from um Austin Powers popped up in my head where he was like um when um Basil told Austin to meet his mother. 
And he's like, that's not your mother. That's a man, baby. <laughs> and and, and he, he, he tried to rip her wig off. Oh, oh my God. God. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, he he tele- he teleported to him. Oh, that was too funny. When, um, because, like, obviously he didn't have any clothes. And um, he was like, he was like, what, y'all just going to stand here like I ain't butt-ass naked? And Flint was like, I am. <laughs> He gave, him, he gave him some electrician's clothes mm-hmm. from nearby, and then he teleports them back. Flint Marco, um, he never turn, he never does his human phase um, throughout the movie. He's all CG, just like the lizard. Mm-hmm. And the thing was that I didn't like. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with that. They could do that. But the thing that I really didn't like was the fact that he was always flip-flopping. He didn't trust this person or that person. Um, he and he was quick to try and um, he was quick to try and be trying to attack everybody. But in a way, you know, he just if you think about it, he was the most realistic person out of all of them. Like, okay, here you are, say like we're here, and you go into another dimension, right? Mm-hmm. A parallel universe. So you like where things are seen, but yet a little different. Are you going to trust anybody? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, right. Are you going to be like, okay, you try to trust them, but you like, okay, I don't know. Like, like the guy just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what did you just do to him? Yeah. Like, oh. I'll be uh, on the defense, too. I'm like, I'm not trusting you. Like, look, look, um, he, he's okay. You just got to trust me. I don't trust. I don't trust you. I don't even know you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to trust you. I mean, you're not my Spider-Man. <laughs> my Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Um, my Spider-Man little kid. He a little taller. I thought he was grinder than that. Well, he looked a little older than that. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, exactly. You remember? You remember that line? Oh yeah. Stanley, Captain America. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> um, but but yeah, this is where we get them all in the in the um sink. In the basement of the Sanctum Sanctorum, mm-hmm. and they were trying to figure out like where are they? And then um, MJ was like, "You're in a we're in a wizard's basement," and like, "There's no way to sugarcoat that. that it is what it is." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, pretty much basement dungeon. Yeah, dungeon. We're just dungeon. So this is like some Dungeons and Dragon kind of stuff, or Magic <laughs> Gathering. It's <laughs> like it came to life. Like, oh snap! So you got the wizard, you got an elf. You got the, um, <laughs> you got a magician. I mean, oh you got a sage. Oh my God, that's right, that's right. That's I mean, right. you got a troll and a goblin. Oh my. You know what? That actually makes sense. That's that's, and I think um, mm-hmm. Lecture actually said, actually kind of made reference to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they knew each other at least, mm-hmm. um, Lecture and um, Doctor um, Connors. Doctor Connors, yeah. Yeah, he explained who he was. And you know, at least there was some type of connection right there. Yeah. But um, but then, and May calls him and tells him that that um, one of the guys that he was looking for was actually at the um at the shelter where she's working at feast. Mm-hmm. And he immediately runs there, or well, he swings there or whatever. Mm-hmm. He immediately goes there and it's like, "Where's May?" And there he was, um, Norman Osborne, played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you can't mess with him. You cannot mess with. Don't him. mess the foe. You, you mess with the foe, 
you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If if just some random guy, it's oh we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. But um but like right now we're pretty much we're pretty much done with like the first like the first two thirds of the movie. Or the first two fourths of the movie. Uh we're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back. Spider-Man doesn't kill people. I don't think it's for us to say whether a person deserves to live or die. Aunt May, he killed Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben meant the world to us, but he wouldn't want us living one second with revenge in our hearts. Like a poison, it can, it can take you over. Before you know it, Turn us into something ugly. All right, so right here, this portion, he's lost Aunt May. Mm -hmm. He has, he pretty much has nobody. He's and Ned and MJ. MJ, thank you, are pretty much unable to get in contact with him. They don't. They found out that Aunt May, Aunt May is dead, and they just couldn't figure it out. That's when Ned noticed that when he was when he mentioned that he wanted to find Peter that the um sling ring sparked a little bit. So then he tried to use it and it actually worked. It opened up a portal mm -hmm. and he found Peter Parker, but it wasn't. It was Peter Parker, the amazing Spider-Man Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, everybody. Yay. And he's introduced he has a Spider-Man he has Spider-Man gear on and he takes his takes his mask off. And then he's he's like, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man from my universe. I was just, I was, I was, I was here. I just showed up here the next day. You know, I just showed up here. You know, mm -hmm. and then they didn't trust him immediately. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he was mentioning like, like what you said. Mm -hmm. You know, all that stuff is real. Like magic's real here too. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. then, and then like prove your, prove your Peter Parker. And then how? Like, I don't carry an ID on me. Kind of defeats the whole those anonymous superhero thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then she threw then she threw some um a dinner roll at him. What was, what was that? Oh. What was the purpose of that? I was trying to see if you had the tingle. Not with I have it, but not with bread. Just not for bread. Just not for. And then she's like, um, then she's like, um, and she was trying to get him to prove himself. Like climbing the ceiling, and then, and then he was like, "You're you're a very mistrusting person," and I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say the same thing. I respect that. Yeah. So then he just, you know, he just kind of puts his fingers on the ceiling, and then, da -da. and then she's like, "All right, now crawl around." Like this is enough. Like when you is that enough for you? Well, like how am I doing this? Exactly. Like. I mean, he could have suction cuts on the thing, you know, <laughs> be a poser. Wow. Or something. And then, so he proved himself by cleaning off the yes. cobwebs in the corner that um, Ned's, Ned's Lola asked his yeah. grandmother. Yeah. Filipino. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then, so then he was like, we're good. And like, for now. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I guess I got to keep trying until I find a real, real Peter Parker. Ouch. Yeah. No I mean, okay. Imagine, imagine, imagine I wouldn't say real. I would say you know our Peter Parker. Yeah. So imagine this. So, so we open. I so like 
an alternate version of me or something like that okay. says, okay, we guess we got to keep trying until we find the real Mandy. Ouch. No offense. <laughs> Plenty so, taken. And then if you think about it like this too, okay, bad enough there's three Peter Parkers who are Spider-Man, but can you imagine how many people in the world are named Peter Parker? Because yeah. like, imagine how many people are named James Bailey. That's too many. Exactly. In Virginia alone. And New Orleans and Florida. And don't get me started on California. Or New York. There's a few in New York. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few in New York. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but Peter Benjamin Parker. All of them are Peter Benjamin Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they open up another portal and in walks Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry. It's just some random guy. I'm sorry. The, um, I'm sorry, the original Spider-Man. Like, I hope you guys don't mind that just walked through this port. Oh, it closed. <laughs> and then, like, you're, you're, and he's like, yes, I'm Peter, Peter Parker. And then at one point he was, and then he said that he was trying to find Peter Parker of this universe. Mm-hmm. And he noticed um, Andrew Garfield, and he was like, "He's not your, but he's not your Peter." So then they have a kind of web off, mm-hmm. and he beats him to the punch. Mm-hmm. And he and he was all mentioning how, how yeah, he's Spider Man as well. He's like, "You're Spider Man. You're Spider Man as well. Why didn't you tell us?" And he's like, "I, I really don't go around talking about it. Defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing." I feel like that's just what he said. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's kind of cool how even though they're different universes, they kind of have similar personality traits. Yeah, and stuff. they're the same oh. person in yeah. a sense. Yeah. So, just older, and so they um. So he and one thing I wanted to mention: how they were introduced. Mm. When one of the things that you and I have both discussed plenty of times is how each one of them is we said that Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Tom Holland accentuated both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. So when we're introduced so Peter Parker so Tom Holland everybody knows he's Peter Parker and Spider-Man so there mm-hmm. we go. When we're introduced to Andrew Garfield the person that we said is the best Spider-Man he's introduced as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the best Peter Parker is introduced as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Yeah, a lot of people probably didn't notice that, Mm-mm. but but that's spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it was really it was really good. It was a really good moment. Him talking to each other, and they were asking, like, does he have a place that he goes to where he just wants to get away from everything and just be alone with his thoughts? which was the school mm-hmm. so then they finally meet up with him there and they they hug him and like i felt like he really needed that because mm-hmm. he didn't have anybody else mm-hmm. he just lost his aunt Ming. like everything is going crazy and i felt like we we have been there kind of we've yeah. had people but we have people mm-hmm. and they mentioned that some that they were here to see him and it was other Peters, and so and he told him to stop, um, not to come any closer or anything like that. They're from your universe. They're your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield was trying to tell him, like, like I know. Look, I understand. I know what you're going. 
Like, don't you know what I'm going through? Don't like, don't tell me that. And he's like, okay. So then, so then Gwen, I mean Gwen, geez. Um, MJ tried. MJ tried to stop him. Stop them before um, he pushed the button on the box, so that way he would listen. And they explained. He mentioned how. He mentioned how he um how he lost Gwen. She was his MJ. Yeah. And he tried. He he couldn't. Like, he couldn't save her, and he couldn't forgive himself for that. He tried to. He tried to move on. Mm-hmm. Tried to be the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, but. Over time, he just got more. He's got vin. He's got, he's got rageful. Got bitter, and he stopped pulling his punches. Yeah. And he said he didn't want him going down that route. Peter Parker, Spider Man. I mean, um, yeah. I guess I call him Peter Parker, Spider Man. And then you have the Amazing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire is Peter Parker, Spider Man. Okay. And you have the Amazing Spider Man, who is the better quit. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. better with the quips and everything like that. Peter Parker, Spider-Man tells him that when his uncle Ben died, that he want the man that he wanted, the man who killed him, he went after him, the man who he thought killed him, he wanted dead. He got what he wanted, but it didn't help. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't make him feel any better. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because when you um looked at that. If you look at um, what was it Spider Man two mm-hmm. where he was talking about how he was trying to go after him? She was like, "We're not the ones to judge." And that's Spider Man three. Oh, Spider Man three, and how she was explaining to Peter that vengeance is a bitter thing. Yeah, it consumes you. It consumes you, turns you into something, something awful, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be the ones who decide who lives or dies. Exactly. That's God. That's up to God. Yeah. So there's that, and it's and it's something that this Peter Parker, Peter Parker Spider Man, had learned over time. Like he's been through what both of these Peter Parkers have been through. Mm-hmm. He tells them that he still hears Aunt May when she said, "What great power!" And then Peter Parker Spider Man says, "Comes great responsibility." And Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider Man, agrees. And says that said that Uncle Ben had said it right and right before he died. Mm-hmm. So she didn't die for she didn't die for nothing. Mm-mm. So so around this time, this was the emotional break, and we just needed some a little bit. We needed a little bit of levity after that. So they decide to um try and fix the cures for him. Um, they're working on the cure on the um cure for um electro. For lit Dr. Connors mm-hmm. and and um, Amazing Spider Man said that it should that is no problem. He cured him before, so exactly. So it's no so it's no issue. And Peter Parker Spider Man said that he he can come he can try and come up with an anti serum for for um for Mister Osborne. Yeah. So they decided that they're going to cure him all. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we get a little, we get a little bit of a montage, and then we get um, we get a little bit of dialogue between Ned and Peter Parker Spider Man. He was like, "So do you have a best friend as well?" Again, he he died in my he died in my arms right after he tried to kill me. That's tragic. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a downer right there. Yeah. 
and, then, and it kind of makes you feel for Peter because it's like, dang, no matter what version of Peter you get, he always got to have. Okay. I always had to go through so much. That's the whole thing about him. Yeah. You know, he and he does it alone mm-hmm. because it's a thankless job. Yeah. So, so then, Amazing Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man talking a little bit. We see we see Amazing Spider-Man look up and see how um, MCU Spider-Man is with M- with MJ, and he sees something that he had before. Mm-hmm. And Peter Parker Spider-Man asks him like, "You have somebody?" And then he's like, "No, nah, I don't have time for Peter Parker stuff," mm-hmm. you know, because he's Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's like, "You?" And he's like, "No, yeah," and he's like. It's it took a while, but but we worked we worked things out, MJ and I. And he looked at him kind of weird, like what? And he's like, my MJ, it's complicated. Yeah. Like, you're like yeah. And he told him not. He told him don't give up though. You know, it takes some time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's right, they did. I was like, they got married, didn't they? In that one, they were supposed to, but things happen. Yeah. Um. I feel like there, there was. I feel like there's more time is obviously more time has passed and stuff went on where we didn't see. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like they worked things out and got back together. I kind of makes me wonder is in that timeline where they got married and had the daughter and had Mayday. Who knows? You named her after Aunt May. Who knows? It'd be nice to find mm-hmm. out. So we're look, so we're hoping to get Spider Man four and the Amazing Spider Man three. Dun, dun, dun. That that'd be awesome. They did say that they have. They did say they have plans for both of them. Hmm. Moving forward, they did want to do more stuff with both of them. But anyway, uh, we get our we get our obligates we get our we get our live action version of the Spider Man meme. And you're like Peter. You're like yeah. Oh, sorry. You were talking about. And then they start. You were talking to. And like no. Um, Peter. Peter. Like get with. We're all Peter. Okay. Peter Parker. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was like, bro, didn't y'all just had a whole scene about this Peter Parker and the King? I was like, hey, Peter, um, Peter Parker, dude, <laughs> I didn't have that scene. Like, dude, like, okay, they explained that their name is Peter Parker, Spider, and they're yeah, Spider Man. So, from that scene, you got there's three Spider Mans, their name is Peter Parker, yet you still. Be like, oh wait, I'm talking to Peter. You could just say my Peter. Yeah, exactly. Pause. <laughs> 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 yeah, like okay, well, this universe on um, Peter or something. Yeah, something like that. But um, but yeah. So what goes on is that they decide to lure them all, they lure them all to one spot, and try to cure them while they try to get while they try to kill them. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So they pick. So he picked the place. Um, he calls into J. Jonah Jameson and the Daily Bugle, and he and he draws them in. Let him know that that he's got the box and he's in a plate. He's talking about how he wanted wanted to give them a second chance and that he could have killed them at any moment, but he didn't. So he so he's at the one place that symbolizes second chances. Which is Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. So we try to lure them in. And I'm going to take a quick second 
because right now it's time for our main event. All right, so we are now in our main event of the evening. They're the Statue of Liberty. They draw in Electro, the Lizard, and Sandman. Mm-hmm. All come, all come in to attack them. At first, things to go off horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, then when they try, when they they try to gather themselves, and one of my favorite moments, probably yours, mm-hmm. was when was when they kind of recreate the meme yet again. And like I thought, you were Peter too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I never worked with a team before. Like, I I don't mean to brag, but I will. I work with the Avengers. The Avengers. That's great. That's awesome. What is that? You don't have the Avengers? Is that a band? Are you in a band? No, there are somebody is here. How's this helping? <laughs> oh like, look, God. we just got to coordinate our attacks, take them off one by one, and they recreate the meme right here again. Yeah. And tr- trust your tingle. Peter 1, which is going to be MCU Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter 2, which is Tobey Maguire Peter. And Peter 3. Peter 3! <laughs> which is Andrew Garfield. Um, they start coordinating attacks. They go out to see him in first. Mm-hmm. Things go well. Next person's up is Electro. It's Electro. Um, things go things go a little bit south because of the arc reactor. How powerful he is. Mm-hmm. That's when Doc Doc Ock comes along and he attacks two of the Spider Men. But it's all a ruse. He catches Electro off guard, grabs him, takes the arc reactor off, and puts the inhibitor on him. And takes out the electric, the main electricity in his body, so he's back to normal. Dun, dun, dun. Then finally, MCU Peter, um, he he tries to save MJ and Ned, who couldn't close the portal, and and they're chased by the lizard. They use the um, they use he uses the cure on on the lizard, mm-hmm. gets him back to normal. But a portal opens up, and there it is, Doctor Strange. He got out. So then he, t- but then he explains, but then Ned explains how his plan is working and he's curing them all. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at Ned and says, did you just open a portal? Like, yes, sir. And he was impressed by him. I allow it. <laughs> um, one of the things that w- that really, there was moments in this, in this climax that really got to me. One of them was with, um, Dr. Octavius, when he was looking at the arc reactor, he was admiring it. Mm-hmm. Because it's exactly what he was trying to create. The power of the sun in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the arc reactor is. And then Anton McGuire and Peter too approached them. And then he was like, he was like, Peter, he's like, it's great to see you. And he's like, it's great to see you, Otto. He's like, you're all growing up. How are you? And then he says, "Trying to be better." Trying. Yeah, yeah. And call back to, call back to his um their scene when they first met. Mm-hmm. When he told him that he was that um, you're a college student. He told me you're brilliant. He also told me you're lazy. You're trying to do trying to do better. And he's like, he's like, we always got to strive to work hard. Knowledge is knowledge isn't a privilege; it's a gift. It's something that we you something we have to use in order to help better mankind. Yeah. It kind of and why it touched me was because it's similar to how like if I had an old teacher, third grade teacher, uh Mr. Bill Alfonso. Alfonso. Mr. Alfonso? Yeah, Alfonso. His first name was Bill? Yeah. Huh. Joe was Bill or Joe? 
don't know. I, can't I never had them. I had them, and I think Paul had them as well. But like, what it was, he had left. He had left on um, Pembroke, and what it was, one day he had came back mm-hmm. um, while I was in, and I was making, and I was um, I was making honor roll. And what it was when I graduated when I um, graduated from third grade from his class, he he wanted me to go into summer school even though my grade I didn't need to, mm-hmm. but he just wanted me to um, he wanted me to better myself because he felt like as good as as good as it was I he knows that I can do a little bit better. He wanted me to, he wanted me to see he wanted me to make honor roll mm-hmm. um, next time he, next time he saw me, and lo and behold next time he saw me, um, he had his daughter with him. And the fact that he actually came to, came back to the school because he went to another school, worked mm-hmm. at another school. And whether he was there to see everybody, but the fact that he actually came to the class, found out what classroom I'm in, came there and spoke with me for a moment, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. You know? And it was also reminded me of um, when, it was reminding me of like if I had that moment with, with our grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, with Bethany. I felt like, that's kind of how it would have went. I probably would have said the same thing. Try and do better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange shows up and tells him that he's been dangling over, um, dangling over the Grand Canyon for what twelve hours. <laughs> and he was like, "You're at the Grand Canyon. He could have used your help." I'm like, "This is Peter One, Peter Two. This is Peter Parker. There's me from other universes. He's he's impressed, but they got to go back." And then. All of a sudden, Green Goblin shows up and try and takes the box. Um, Doc Ox tries to stop him, but he get but he gets away. They get the box back, but he puts the um, but he puts a, a pumpkin bomb in there, blows up the box, spell goes crazy, and um, and the Statue of Liberty starts the um, shield off the Statue of Liberty starts to fall down. Oh, didn't mention this, but they're putting Captain America's shield on Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the new and approved Statue of Liberty that um, Yelena wouldn't want to see in that episode of Hawkeye. Hmm. She made reference to it. Um, after that, the shield breaks down and the place starts to fall apart, the scaffolding. And then that's when we get the moment where MJ is falling. MCU Spider-Man dies after her gets fingertip close and then Green Goblin comes by and takes him away. Then Amazing Spider-Man, Peter 3, sees this and he immediately jumps after her, dives down, doesn't web. He dives down after her and he only uses the web to slow them down when he lands. Mm-hmm. And I'll give and we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that moment and just when we talk about characters. Um, Peter puts in a takes a pumpkin bomb out and destroys his glide and destroys his glider. They both fall down on they both fall down onto the Captain America shield near the ocean. So now we're at the, now we're at the moment where the spell is breaking down and people from alternate universes are coming through. You see silhouettes of people and and and, and Doctor Strange trying his best to close them. Doctor, I mean, um, not Doctor Strange, but um, the Cloak of Levitation actually does come. Cloak of Levitation, yeah, yeah, actually saves Ned. Um, Doc Ock saves um, saved um, 
Electro and and the others. So then he tells Peter that he's too weak to send him home to die. And that's when Peter kind of just snaps and says, no, I just want to kill you myself. They get into a fight. Another wrestling move, he hits him with a power bomb. This time Peter, this time Peter doesn't hold back like he did in his other their other fight. He doesn't pull his punches. He really is laying into him and punching him and just taking him down. The other Peter see this and they know what's happening. Right when he finally gets him down, he grabs he grabs his glider. And right before he's about to um, about to try and kill him with it, Peter too, to McGuire, stops him. He he stops him and he look he looks at him. He knows this ain't right. He can't. That's when Green Goblin stabs him. And Peter three tosses the cure to to MCU Peter. He puts the he gives the cure to the Green Goblin and it works. He's back to being Norman Osborn. Peter one, he's okay. He said he's been stabbed before, so it's completely fine. But they but they also notice that the universe is breaking down. They see the people in the sky. Peter one goes to check up on Doctor Strange. He tells him that that they're coming through to see him, and they're coming through because of him. So he asks him to cat to um, cast a new spell where people forget people forget Peter Parker in general. Unless he warns him that if he does that, then everybody he knows and loves is going to forget who he is. That he never it's to be like he never existed. And he understands and he tells him to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. As he leaves, he, he told him, Thank you, sir. And he said, Call me Steven. And he said, Thank you, Steven. And it still feels weird to him. But he'll allow it. <laughs> but um, but then at this moment he goes back to the Peters and he thanks he thanks them. He wants to tell them. I feel like he he wanted to try to tell them that he loved them, but he was having a hard time saying it. He was like, "Look, it's what we do. We get it. We know what you're gonna, trying to say." Yeah. Yeah. Then he, and then he goes to um find Ned and MJ, and Peter, and then he was like, "You're in so much pain, aren't you?" And like, yeah. <laughs> So then he explains to Ned and MJ that they are going to lose their memories of him. Maybe he doesn't know him. And they, it's an emotional moment. They don't want to. Mm-hmm. And which I can understand. And he told them that he's going to, tr- that he's going to do what he can. He's going to try and find them. And he's going to make them remember mm-hmm. who he is. But it's the right thing to do. Yeah. He goes, the spell, the spell goes through. And he leaves, and all the other characters, characters, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, all the I other person or all de- deviants, <laughs> variants. Well, the well, the other villains and and um, the other Spider Men go back to their home universes. Mm-hmm. Um, here it is in December. He goes to the coffee shop that MJ works at, and he tries to, and he goes to try and um. Trying to get them to remember, but he notices the he notices the cut on MJ's head, and he realizes that by bringing them into his life is only going to cause him more pain. So mm-hmm. he decides not to. After that, he he finds his own apartment, and there's a little there's a little nod to uh, Mr. Dickovich from the second and third Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Where he said, "Rent is due at the end of the month. Don't be late." 
Um, he's in a small rinky dink, ugly apartment. New York um, apartments. Yeah. Gotta love him. And he's getting his GED. He still has he still has the um Emperor Palpatine um Lego to remind him of Ned. And he kept the little coffee little coffee cup that MJ gave him. Mm-hmm. He creates a new suit. He has similar to in the video game and in the comics, um he has he has like the police radio waves on his phone. Mm-hmm. And his new suit, it doesn't have any Stark tech, so far as we know. It's all his own, made out of fabric. Yep. And it's and it's very similar to the classic one, and he swings. Going going on his own, he pretty much has the slate white clean, mm-hmm. and he's just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So it goes, so I have to admit, it, it does call back to a quote, when sometimes you have to give up on the things you want in order to do what's right. Yeah. Which That's kind of sad. You know. But in a way, I mean, it is for the greater good. The greater, greater good. good. Uh-uh. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. So um, next up, we want to go into the character growth. You once spoke to me about intelligence, that it was a gift to be used for the good of mankind. A privilege. These things have turned you into something you're not. Don't listen to them. It was my dream. Sometimes, to do what's right, we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most. Even our dreams. Right now, that was a wild ride, that movie. But what we want to do is we want to get into the characters because there was even though we got little glimpses of it and they were only in like the third act of the movie we even got a little bit of character development for the other two spider-man a little bit for only a minor character development for the um tom mcguire peter parker but we did get some for the amazing spider-man i think he would because let's so let's talk about them two first mm-hmm. first off with the Peter, we'll call him Peter too, to mm-hmm. save it for, to, um, for lack of confusion. So Peter too, Tobey Maguire, P- Peter Parker. When he arrived, as we stated before, he showed up as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He was, he had already been through a majority of what they had gone through. Like he lost, he lost Uncle Ben. He had to deal. He actually um had to deal with um his men he had to deal with his mentor um going crazy, Doc Ock, that mm-hmm. even having to fight him. He didn't have he didn't have to um he did lose him in a sense. And then he also dealt with um he dealt with vengeance over over justice when he went after Flint Marco. And it was that scene that we were talking about before when he said that it's not our decision when um Aunt May said it's not our decision on who lives and dies. The character development for him that if there was any was the fact that he was more of the mature, he became more of the men he became more of the mentor than the men- mentoree. Mm-hmm. That's what that's where he grew up from. 
I feel like he really showed he really showed that he didn't show leadership quality, but he showed more of a life experience on mentorship towards the other two. Yeah, he did. And you can agree with me or disagree with me, but um, the one that I think that we need to talk about the most is the Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker. Yeah, but, you know, and he's also underrated. A lot of people didn't like him, but I can't help but notice, well, I noticed, like, with him, he's so animated. He, like, when you play, like, for example, a game like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and stuff like that, you read the comics or you watch the 90s cartoon, you know how when he fights, he always had those witty combats and stuff. That's how I see him, like, that Spider-Man that I grew up in love with. And, like, even with the, um, with him in the suit just talking or being quiet, you can see how animated he was. You could tell what he's feeling, how he's acting, mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, I mean, you can really see a sense of emotion. And you saw that what he went through at the end of Spider-Man 2, like, really? it really affected him. Like, how he's not over Gwen's death and how that affected especially the way he said MJ. Yes. And, and it really touched on, like, I should have did this for her, you know? But how like, was he supposed to know what he did was going to do what it did? Yeah. Like, he, he even said so that he didn't, um, that he couldn't save her. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to forgive himself for that. At this moment, it felt like when he saved MJ, he redeemed himself. Yeah. And he knew that he could, he could have done it. He got himself mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Like, he could, he could save her. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like at that moment, he forgave, he forgave himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Like him saving MJ was his redemption, yes. like you said, and it kind of gave him some of peace. Like, you know, this is what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like I gotta, and I gotta admit, whenever I saw that moment when he saved her, and I admit, I teared up every single time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help it. And the first, the first time I saw it, like I had tears in my eyes, and and I was holding it back. But then when he was, um, when he almost, when he was trying to keep himself from crying, mm-hmm. like you really felt that. Yeah, you really felt his pain, his hurt, and everything. That's what I like about him. Like you could really feel it, and you know how he, how he, and you know it's like how he was the one who said, "I love you guys." Like he was so admit, you know. He got to the point where he was able to open up his emotions, open up a little bit mm-hmm. instead of just holding it in. Yeah, and, and you know, he even said, he even said, you know, I'm lame. I like you guys when he was asking about um, he was like, what is what's some of the craziest villains that you guys face? And he's like, like they fought alien, both of them fought aliens, and he was like, man, I'm lame. I fought a guy in a rhinoceros machine. You know, he was like, oh man, I want to fight an alien. I know. Like, I you, mean, kind of, you kind of fell for him. Yeah, and I mean, in a way, you kind of felt like, like I do all this heroic stuff, and I'm just stuck in the neighborhood. You know, <laughs> I'm stuck in the hood, and y'all, y'all let the hood be amazing, spectacular. Yeah. So, so you got that, and I thought that he really, in the moments that he was in the movie, he really shined. Mm-hmm. Um, there was quite a few, quite a few of them. Um, like I said, Willem Dafoe really shined as the Green Goblin. Like he was the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like it was just awesome. He I did a great job. Yeah, I still felt like he was playing on the whole time. He was just doing that to build his trust so he could sabotage him. 
I don't. I don't think so. I mean, that, I said I felt like it. Yeah, I know. I personally don't think so because I don't think he would have. Because if that was the case, he wouldn't have let him gotten that far. Oh, would he? I, I don't think that he would have gotten to the point where he was actually creating the cure. I think he, like I said, he probably let him got that far. Make him think, oh, you could trust me. So, because you know how everybody's cure was just about to suffer his and how he was ready to sabotage it. Yeah. It, but it, the thing was, his sense didn't go off until until a certain point. Yeah. And that's that's what got me. Um, hmm. Dr. Octavius, man, um, he, um, Alfred Molina knocked out, did a great job as well. Um, we're not going to talk about um, Dr. Connors and Salmon. We want to talk about the people that are physically there. Um, there wasn't too much growth for either one of them. I mean, he's a freaking lizard. Yeah. And dudes made that scene. They do is pee on him. I mean, that, not much change with them, with their characters, Mm-mm. with their motivation. Um, Jamie Foxx as Electro, huge change. His person, a lot of people were confused. Like his personality changed. The fact that his body changed as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Like they didn't. Like they were saying this is a huge continuity error because of that. But in all honesty. The reason why kind of explained it, right? Halfway explained it. It's because it's different because the energy from the from that universe is completely different from the universe he's from. So it constituted his body back differently. Yeah, I would say it was kind of explained. I mean, it's like you transform your like you um like on Star Trek how. They teleport from the, the ship to where they at, and I mean, like, okay, how you feel in the gravity and stuff. Like they may feel normal like we do, but when they go to that planet, they probably feel something else even under gravity. I say, I say it's more like more, I say it's similar to that. Like if they go into the transporter, and say if like if it was either like um like if they shoot a laser at mm-hmm. the transporter or something like that. Obviously, there's going to be like some interference. It's going to be some changeover. Right. Like the energies are completely different. Mm-hmm. So something happens. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Um, it really allowed him to be more, more like Jamie Fox. And he could be kind of himself as well as still be kind of the, kind of the um, nobody that he said. Oh, mm-hmm. and people went crazy. When he was talking, when he's talking to his Spider-Man, and he was talking about how he was like, you know, I see you got that suit, you just a kid. I see you help out a lot of poor people and everything like that. You're from New York. I just, I just, and like I just thought, you gonna, yeah, from Queens. Like I just thought you were gonna be black. Oh, and it's, and then the thing was, what got me was the fact that he was like, oh man, I'm sorry. He didn't have to apologize for that, but the fact that he did, you know, mm-hmm. it really showed that he, you know, he cared for other people, his emotions, mm-hmm. and he wanted to help them out. He even told him, like, there's no need to apologize. He's not sure there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And he kind of, and he nodded his head in agreement. And people went crazy because that hinted towards Miles Morales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The scene with Dr. Octavius just really got, really got me. Um. And then finally, the MCU Spider-Man, um, Tom Holland. His Spider-Man had the absolute most growth, not only from the movie, but from overall, all three films and the mm-hmm. Avengers films. Because 
as you can tell, like he was that annoying kid that talked a lot and that was so that was socially awkward. That is pretty much Peter. That was pretty much the Peter that we got in in the Avengers and Captain America in the first two Spider-Man movies and the beginning of this movie. It wasn't until midway through this movie where he really did grow up. We got glimpses of it in we got a glimpse of it in the um and Far From Home right. when he was fighting Mysterio. In fact, fun fact, um, according to some of the um, storyboards and behind the scenes stuff, Mysterio was actually supposed to be in in um, in this movie. I guess they decided to drop that idea. Mm-hmm. But there was but there's some um, story art um, for Mysterio battling Doctor Strange. So that would have been interesting. Um, it was throughout this movie, like he was still, you know, when he was doing a spell, he was talking through it, telling like he wanted me to change it all these different times for his, for his friends and family. And when we finally got to, when we finally got to midway through, when he was trying to cure them. The fact that he was trying, the fact that he um fought Doctor Strange in order to do what he felt was right was something that the original Peter Parker wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And then we also have um, then we also have um, near the end where he told him that they needed to create a new spell where everybody forgot who Peter Parker was. It's very similar to One More Day, mm-hmm. where he lost, he lost it, he lost everything, just so he can, um, just so he could do what's right. One More Day, I think, did it terribly because it was him making a deal with Mephisto to save Aunt May, and he had to give up his marriage. I thought that I always thought that the idea of him giving up his marriage. I thought that, and the thing was, they wiped the memories of them, so they were completely fine. I felt like if he wanted to really hurt them, he could wipe the memory of wipe the memory of everybody. Mephisto's deal in the comics mm. was that he was going to um, fix Ant Man. Mm. He was going to make the world forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. In exchange, he wanted him to give up their marriage. So. The idea that could have been was that he gave up his marriage and Peter remembers everything, but Mary Jane doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or you could have had Mary Jane remember everything and Peter and Peter forgets that they were ever together. Because that would put a lot of torture on her or him. Mm-hmm. It'll put a lot of torture on either one of them. And this is putting torture on him. Yeah, that could work either way. Yeah. So all in all, um, what are your what's your star rating for this out of five? Mm, I'll give it about a four. Okay. A three and a half from a four. All right. I gotta give them. I'm honestly gonna give the movie at least um four four stars or four and a half stars out of five. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I know we kind of been rambling on, Mandy. We're finishing up. Where can people find you? Instagram, invisible underscore beauty 86. And Snapchat or no, 
Yeah, I have Snapchat. Star Princess 86 and Princess Anne 86 on Twitter. All right. And you guys can find me, same city, same state. No, I'm just fine. You guys can find me on Instagram and you can find me on Twitter under the same handle at Miles J. That's M Y L E S J I. You can find me on on um, PlayStation Network. I'm up there almost every night. If you got a PlayStation, hit me up. Um, I'm usually playing different games. I'm on Twitch at Miles J, Four Corners of Entertainment. Um, it's going to be Miles hyphen J for my my PlayStation Network account name. And as always, you can find my show on Instagram. I always have memes and everything going up. But until then, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. Listen to me rambling as well. <laughs> um, any parting words before you go? No. <laughs> All right. So as always, you guys, thanks for joining me. Take care of yourselves and each other. Be well. Stay safe. Take care. And remember, when money talks, people listen. Four Corners of Entertainment, bringing you the best in wrestling, movies, and video games. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and many more. <laughs>